This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Thursday, May 26th. I'm Matt Hoish. In today's headlines, Telluride to bump meter rates, advice for the class of 2022, local author delves into meth, murder, and motherhood, and a mountain weather forecast. Parking rates will likely soon increase in the town of Telluride. At their meeting this week, town council was in favor of bumping meter rates from $1.50 an hour to $2. The bump is to help increase revenue in the Parking Enterprise Fund, much of which goes toward paying off the Silverjack parking garage. For probably three years now, we, uh, looking back at the data, have been trending downward uh, on our overall revenues in these funds. So we, we do want to get that moving in uh, a positive direction. That's town manager Scott Robson briefing council at this week's meeting. And we're in the, you know, the ballpark of needing to generate probably at least another 100000 a year to get back to where we were back in, in 2019. According to Robson, it's been about two and a half years since those on-street meter rates increased. Looking at rates for other Pier Mountain towns, Robson explains there's no one rate that fits everyone, but generally, we uh, as Telluride are on the lower end of both on street uh, rates and garage rates. With all that in mind, council supports increasing the meter rate to $2 an hour. But they want to keep the rates lower at the Silverjack parking garage, generally around $150 an hour, in the hopes of encouraging people to park there. Robson notes the garage is underutilized. There's no reason we can't. Kind of light a spark under a little marketing effort here and communications effort this month, in, in fact, uh, related to getting those business permits sold out there and, and trying to fill Silver Jack. And, you know, it's an amazing location, great facility, free charging. So uh, I think we all we all agree there's a that's a low low hanging fruit we need to jump on. Council member Adrian Christie says council also needs to simplify the fee structure at Silverjack. I think the fee structure is too complicated for someone who's driving around trying to find somewhere to park to figure out in like 15 seconds whether or not they want to park there and for how long. And so I would hope that in the future we can find a way to reduce the complication. I know when you look at it in a packet and you just, you know, we've been able to look at it, it seems so obvious. It's not that complicated, but clearly there's something, there's a barrier that we need to change in order to incentivize people to use it. Enforcement is another piece of the parking revenues puzzle. Robson says he's spoken with Chief Marshal Josh Compt about getting to the point where they can increase parking enforcement. I think enforcement has been a challenge for the, the town over the, the past couple of years here, primarily due to, to staffing. I think as, as council knows, right now we only have one code enforcement officer on duty five days a week. We're looking to, to hire uh, another position, but those are challenging. Council also supports increased enforcement. Here's council member Dan Enright. We don't want to overly enforce, but I feel like we might be under enforcing at the moment. And data backs that up. Robson notes ticketing has been on a, quote, relatively sharp decline over the last few years. In part, he explains that's due to the pandemic, but also staffing. I think uh, Chief anticipates enforcement bumping upwards regardless of staffing this year. Uh, but again, we got to get our staffing to the right level. Telluride Town Council took no official action at their meeting this week, but they plan to vote on a resolution to increase on-street meter rates to $2 an hour at their next meeting on June 14th. 
Ah, graduation. A time for cheering and laughing and sighing and maybe a little crying as seniors across San Miguel County move on from high school to whatever's next. KOTO took to the streets to ask passersby for any advice they have for the class of 2022, or something they wish they'd known when they graduated high school. I wish I would have known that it is a winding journey and a winding path, and that you're going to go in all kinds of different directions, and you're never going to know where you're going to end up at any stage. But if you kind of go in with a open eyes and a free spirit and attitude, then it's really fun. David Meiser is my name. You need to take a few risks, make a mistake. Don't just go for the safe path because the learning takes place in that backtracking that you have to make when you make a mistake. Drive the speed limit. You can travel independently on a shoelace. You can make it happen. My name is Marissa Mattis. Kyle Kohler. My name is Rich Shoup. My daughter Audrey Shoup is graduating. Suzanne Barraza. I wish I had known that there was such a thing as a pension because I don't have one. Start your own business. Work for yourself because you're free and independent and it took me a long time to learn that and I love it. If you're going to go to college, do it. Don't take a year off and that's what I did. I was like, I'll take a year off, and now I'm a flooring guy. So I'm Benjamin Grady. Tree Don Priest. Night Circus Lighting Company. My name's Evan McMillan. Be genuine and don't take it too seriously. If you can't laugh at yourself, you're missing out on a huge source of uh, humor. And don't take yourself too seriously. What's the point? I mean, why do you care what other people think of you, ultimately? You have to be true to yourself. I have a mix of advice. The first one is don't be the first one to do the drugs. Second one is to not be afraid of anything. Go for it. Right, except for the first one drugs. Sherry Harvey, Gabriel Lynch's my graduate. University of Michigan, here we go. Jebrimelius, it's a mouthful. Bearable hacker. Wherever you start working, don't do it for the money. Do it for your passion. Make your bed in the morning and never give up. Keep your mouth shut and keep your eyes straight ahead. <laughs> Stay sober. <laughs> My name is Kara Newhart. Carlos Cruz. Jerry Meester, Grandpa. I'm Allison Canella. I wish I had known that I'm still so young. At the time, I felt like I was like needing to make decisions on, on college or a major or a career. And I'm 28 now, and I'm still making those decisions. Well, I would say the one thing they don't teach you in school is how to deal with those big crashing waves of life, those big trauma those big things that are going to come up either from your childhood or personal conflicts you're going to have in life. And uh, nobody teaches you that stuff. So you've got to learn. You're in, the, you're in the swim. You've got to learn to swim. And to learn to swim means you got to try. And to try means you can't just rest on your laurels. you got to learn how to live your life. My name is Jason Esler. I am a filmmaker. Never take anything too seriously. Life is meaningless. I'm Chris Kwasniewski from the AHA School for the Arts, and my advice for graduating seniors is to never wish away time. It's the only thing you'll never get back. Uncle Gino, Gioga, Rico, Garner. Get out of Telluride for a while and, and see something else.
would never leave Telluride. <laughs> I don't know why why he would. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, it's wonderful here. All right, they all want to get out of here. Though. Oh, the seniors. Well, yeah, the well, seniors. they. Yeah. Be careful driving. The Wilkinson Public Library and Between the Covers Bookstore are back with their Authors Uncovered Book Talks. This summer, focusing on local authors. Kicking off the series is Norwood author Judy Muller and her new book, The Red-Headed Cook of the Desert, Meth, Murder, and Motherhood. KOTO's Julia Caulfield has more. Judy Muller is an award-winning broadcast journalist and author. Looking for a good story is in her DNA. Recently, a new one fell into her lap. My brother, who lives here in Norwood as well, said, you know, you're always looking for a good story. I think you ought to meet the waitress down at Lone Cone. She says she's serving lifetime parole for murder, and she's really nice. You ought to go down and chat with her. And I thought, well, that's intriguing because I'd never heard of lifetime parole for murder. So Muller went down and introduced herself to Sherry Matthews. She was serving lifetime parole for murder, and I said, well, I'd love to have lunch with you and have you explain that to me and how it happened um, and how you came to be here. And I didn't really think it would go anywhere. I mean, I thought maybe a magazine article at the most. So we had lunch together, and I didn't know where to start. So I said, well, let's start with the obvious. I whipped out my notebook and pen. I said, tell me about the murder. And she said, which one? And I was hooked. What would develop is a complex story of family, abuse, addiction, and yes, murder. That story is now the subject of Muller's latest book, The Red-Headed Cook of the Desert, Meth, Murder, and Motherhood. The book follows Matthews through her childhood into adulthood, finishing in the now. While it covers horrific and impressive experiences, Muller says at the heart, the book is about people. The core element is what transpired during our talk, during COVID, mostly over the phone. I am a recovering alcoholic. She is a recovering alcoholic addict. And so we share the same language. And it became a two-tiered book. It's her story, which is astonishing that anybody could survive it and come out the other end as she has. But it was also the story of two people becoming friends and getting to know each other and concerned about each other. And I think that is a very interesting story, too. Not as interesting as her story, but for me, the fact that we could share this journey together, I stopped being just a journalist and a scribe and became intimately involved with the story in her life. Matthews is a collaborator on the book, contributing interviews with Muller, but also autobiographic writings from her time in prison. It really just became both combination of journalism and personal interactive essay. And I've never done anything like that before, and I didn't know if it would work. That patchwork, Muller says, created something not always beautiful, but true. The hubris of the author, I had an arc in mind, right? Um, horrible abuse and, and one thing after another leading to prison sentence, leading to rehabilitation. And, you know, you're thinking of the happily ever after ending, which is what we're immersed in as people. Um, and when it comes to addiction and alcoholism, there really is no happily ever after. And I forgot that. I mean, I 
I let my author intention try to drive the story. And she pretty much interrupted that and said, oh, no, I, I may just not be the person you think I am. And we had a real kind of come to you know what moment there at the end. We almost pulled the book. And, uh, but it ended up being a much stronger ending because it was true. It was based in reality. It's based in the reality of what addicts and alcoholics go through every single day. Local author Judy Muller is the first speaker in the latest Authors Uncovered series from the Wilkinson Public Library and Between the Covers Bookstore. Muller and Sherry Matthews will be at the library on Tuesday, May 31st at 5.30 p.m. for a book talk and signing. Skaters rejoice. After several months of construction that kicked off last year, the Telluride Town Park Skate Park is opening on Friday, May 27th. With a budget of $750,000, the project involved renovating and expanding the Town Park Skate Park to incorporate the Voodoo Youth Link facility and improve the existing facility. The town of Telluride plans to demolish the Voodoo Park as part of plans to build a new affordable housing development on the site. The newly renovated skate park will remain open for public use during festivals. The Telluride Foundation will host a celebration for the 2021 Citizen of the Year, though it may be more fitting to say citizens. Earlier this year, the foundation announced Corinne Cavender, Lolly Leverkum, and Carol Wilder as the recipients of the award for their, quote, exemplary volunteerism advocating for mental health. The celebration honoring the three recipients will take place Wednesday, June 1st at the Sheridan Show Bar from 4 to 6 p.m. with food and drinks, as well as an award presentation at 4.30. The community is encouraged to attend. Music will once again flow through Mountain Village this summer with Music on the Green. A collaboration with Beyond the Groove and the Telluride Mountain Village Owners Association, the free concert series runs on Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. starting June 3rd through September 9th at Reflection Plaza. Kicking off the summer, the June lineup includes Brent Cowles on the 3rd, Devin Worley on the 10th, You Knew Me When on the 17th, and Daniel Rodriguez on the 24th. In other local music happenings, the Telluride Jazz Festival recently announced a few more artists taking to the stage later this summer. The Motet will bring on special guests Jennifer Hartswick from Trey Anastasio Band, Shira Elias, formerly of Turquoise, and Jason Hahn from The String Cheese Incident for their main stage show on Saturday, August 13th, and the final waltz show at the Sheridan Opera House on Sunday the 14th. The 45th Telluride Jazz Festival runs from Friday, August 12th through Sunday, August 14th. Governor Jared Polis signed a bill Wednesday he says will prevent people from dying of fentanyl poisoning. 
As KOTO's Scott Franz reports, most people caught with the drug will face tougher criminal charges. Possessing at least one gram of fentanyl will be a felony starting July 1st. People arrested for dealing the synthetic opioid will also face tougher sentences. Polis approved the new law in front of dozens of people holding photos of their loved ones who died of fentanyl poisoning. Polis says they deserve justice. They also deserve leaders who demonstrate that they're doing everything possible to prevent additional senseless tragedies from fentanyl poisoning. The law will also spend $33 million on programs to treat people addicted to fentanyl. Lawmakers say it is the biggest investment in harm reduction Colorado has ever made. I'm Scott Franz at the State Capitol. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low in the mid-40s. Friday expects sunny skies with a high near 70 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 30 miles per hour. Friday night should be partly cloudy with a low in the mid-40s and wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Saturday calls for partly sunny skies with a high in the mid-60s and patchy blowing dust in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 40 miles per hour. Saturday night expect mostly cloudy skies with a low around 40 degrees and patchy blowing dust. This has been the news for Thursday, May 26th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Hey Telluride, the Elks Lodge is having Huck Finn and Becky Thatcher Day this year, Saturday, June 4th at the Kids Pond at Town Park. We will be having hamburgers and hot dogs. We will be having prizes. We will be having a fishing derby for kids 10 and under. Registration will start at 9.30 a.m. at the park and the derby contest will start at 11. We will also have poles for kids to borrow. Come on down Saturday, June 4th for our annual Huck Finn and Becky Thatcher Day. And don't forget to dress like one of the characters from Tom Sawyer to compete in the costume contest. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.